the biggest news in country. This is the Country 104 Roundup with Matt Weaver. Going to be a busy week, so we got to get the ball rolling here. Uh, this week, we're going to have a full conversation with Mr. Tim Hicks on the Get Loud Tour right now with Tebe and Madeline Merlot. We'll also talk to Morgan Evans, who's on tour with Chris Young and Dan and Shay. We'll also hear some words from JT, uh, the lead singer of Brothers Osborne. We'll talk about Revenue Canada scammers. We've got a concerts and events guide. And yes... Assuming I still have my regular mush mouth, we'll get to some bloopers at the end of the show, too. The Country 104 Concert Series continues. Friday, November 2nd. Don't forget, today's the day the Dirks Bentley Hamilton tickets go on sale. John Party to Neil Towns round out the bill. The show is January 17th. It would make a great Christmas gift. Uh, Dean Brody, Dirt Road Stories Tour in Burlington on Friday. Brothers Osborne play Elements in Kitchener. The Flint Firebirds are at the London Knights. And the Navy Vets are on the road this weekend. They travel to Norwich Friday night to take on the merchants. Also Friday night, don't forget about Freedom Fridays in downtown London with Country 104. We'll be rocking out hardcore at Cowboys Ranch in downtown London at Warncliffe and Riverside, and we'd love to see you out for the party. Saturday, November 3rd, the Navy Vets are on the road again. Brothers Osborne are at London Music Hall. The London Knights play at Owen Sound for the weekend. And Tessa Virtue and Scott Moir bring the Thank You Canada Tour with a bunch of famous ice skaters to Budweiser Gardens. Sunday, November 4th, Knights at Kitchener Rangers, and we're really looking forward to that tilt. Uh, for all this and more, just go to country104.com. This past week, Kitchener's Center in the Square was host to the Washboard Union and their opener's Nice Horse. I wasn't able to make it. I have a Tuesday night bar gig that I do. Uh, but uh, I did get some great tweets and video. This is a, a little clip that PJ McKenzie sent me. And I'll tell you, the band sounds great. So here we are. Our time is It's a live show, and they just sound completely on point. I absolutely love it. This past Tuesday, we found out that Aaron Perchette was coming back to the region after his recent show at Western Fair. February 13th, Aaron Perchette is going to be uh, bringing his new single and new tour to London Music Hall. Tickets went on sale Friday, November 2nd, so this Friday. So grab them up while you got a chance. I got links posted in the concert section of country104.com. All right, I just want to say happy Halloween to everybody from Country 104. I know, I know, I'm a little late to the party, but this show is only on weekends, so I'm kind of stuck with what I got to do here. Also, I really hope you're enjoying the half-price candy uh, that went on sale the day after Halloween. Uh, speaking of Halloween, Mark from Midland shared one of his Halloween memories this past week. I didn't uh, cut my hair or really my beard for like four years, and The Big Lebowski, to me, it's the perfect film. And Cam and uh, now his wife were notorious for like hosting these Halloween parties. And unbeknownst to anybody, I went to the Salvation Army, and I got the robe that looked just like Lebowski's for a dollar. I uh, got the sandals. I wore just a pair of boxers, and I shaved the exact goatee. I got the glasses, and I went and got enough vodka, cream, and uh, Kahlua to make myself enough white Russians to get me through the night. And I went in full character as Lebowski. I have it was the most fun I've ever had doing Halloween and dress up. And Jada Marcus of Rascal Flats also shared one of his favorite Halloween memories, too. One of the better ones was when I was Darth Vader, like I was life-size, and I had to do meet and greets with a whole neighborhood kids. Because I got the Disney costume, like the real one, with the full helmet, the battery-powered breathing and everything. So I was actually separated from my family for a while. And then my son, 
was Kylo Ren, which was awesome. So our family did a Star Wars theme. My wife was Princess Leia. Maddie's the only one that didn't want to dress up as anybody from Star Wars. And don't forget, if you actually listen to the show quite often, uh, last week we found out Florida Georgia Lions' Brian Kelly, his favorite costume ever, dressing up as Garth from Wayne's World. How cool is that? This past Tuesday, we found out that Aaron Perchette was coming back to the region after his recent show at Western Fair. February 13th, Aaron Perchette is going to be uh, bringing his new single and new tour to London Music Hall. Tickets went on sale Friday, November 2nd. So this Friday. So grab them up. Well, you got a chance. I got links posted in the concert section of Country104.com. As I briefly mentioned earlier, Chad Brownlee actually uh, did an acoustic version of that very first single from his upcoming album, the one we just heard, Dear Drunk Me. And I'll tell you, uh, if you've never heard Chad Brownlee just strip down acoustic before, whoo, the guy's, the guy's on point. You'll think about her if I know you, but man, whatever you do, don't pick up that phone and call her up thinking that it ain't over. You'll just regret everything you don't remember when you wake up sober. Can't go back to the way it was. Don't go messing up a good buzz. Chasing around her memory like you always do when you're drunk. Me. I always say when you strip away the bells and whistles, if you still sound good, that is the uh, biggest indicator to future stardom. That's for sure. Uh, you can find that video from Chad Brownlee on my blog. Click on shows. Click on Weaver at country104.com. This past Thursday night in Toronto, Tim Hicks kicked off his Get Loud tour with Tay Bay and Madeline Merlot, and uh, to mark the fact, we actually had him on the show on Halloween. Here's just a bit of that conversation. So I guess it's time to talk, because what's it been, uh, like 14 days since we last spoke? Or At what? least. It's 14 <laughs> days since I did a gig in London, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having Tim Hicks withdrawals right now. Uh, for those yeah, uh, me both, for those just uh, checking in here, Tim Hicks, TimHicksMusic.com, Tim Hicks Music on uh, social media. And I guess uh, yeah. since it's the day, buddy, I should say happy Halloween. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Big excitement around here, dude. We get the... You know, had to get the kiddies all uh, ready to go to school with their costumes and everything. It's, it's, uh, I love. I, I mean, kids love Halloween, so it's been a lot of fun for us. I didn't realize you'd actually get to spend some time with the kids today. I thought you were abandoning the kids on Halloween to kick off this tour. Funny you should say that because they, uh, you know, in, in working out the details, uh, we have the bus starting tomorrow. So, and usually we get it the day before. So I was asking the question, like, so, what, you know, how, how are we doing this? Because we got to get to the bus in Toronto. I said, I can't leave my truck downtown Toronto for a month. They said, no problem. We'll send a car. But it's going to be too early on the day. So how about we send one, you know, later on Halloween and uh, you spend the night in Toronto? And I said, that's perfect. Let's do that. If you wouldn't mind, book the car and uh, just make sure you get some business cards for some really good divorce lawyers. <laughs> next, next thing i know next thing i know they're like the car's gonna pick you up at 6 a.m i'm like thanks thanks <laughs> my poor wife man getting ready to, to uh to leave for 30 days with two kids and she's got a torn rotator cuff oh no yeah so she's slinged up and she's uh you know trying to do things all with one with one arm so uh, it's gonna be a challenge for her dude I'm, I'm i'm a little bit worried this time around but we got lots of help around us and she's so. Dude, you're gonna have to send like flowers every single day or something like that. I am planning on going to get some flowers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're a great guy. I know, I know you've had uh, some different traditions when it comes to uh, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, just because of uh, yeah. your family dynamic. Do you do you go yeah. full out for Halloween at your house? No, I mean we 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 
go regular out for, for Halloween. And we, we definitely do the pumpkin thing. And uh, the kids make some decorations. We've got some hung up, but it's not, uh, we don't go overboard. Like it's not uh, like flashing lights and, and skeletons no. in the lawn or anything like that? No? No, and I think that it's probably my dynamic because I, you know, I, uh, I, I, I stopped dressing up and doing the Halloween thing when I was about 13. I felt like, ah, it's for, for smaller kids. But mostly because I can't convince Amanda to let me buy a Stormtrooper costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Because so, I want, like, if I, I want the real deal. Like, we went to, uh, to Disney, oh, God, I guess it must have been March or something like that. And, and I, I was fully ready to spend the, the two grand to come home with the custom made, like real stormtrooper costume. Nice. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, if you're going to buy that, don't come home. Oh, so, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, come on. And then my buddy and I had this plan. We're like, listen, here's what we'll do. We're about the same size. We'll get one costume. We'll split the cost. Yes. And our wives won't even know. And then yes. they, they're like, yeah, you guys aren't doing that. So you know, I'm not to figure out a way. Not 10 minutes ago, I was on Amanda's side, and I was telling you, you know, buy her some flowers every day of this tour, but now I'm on your side. This is payback for not getting a Star Wars Stormtrooper costume. I want want the real deal. I don't want to go to Party City and get one of the cheap ones. I want the real deal, you know, like just like I'm in the movie. When my girlfriend said she was going to move in with me, I told her that I wasn't getting rid of my Darth Vader onesie, and if she didn't like that, she might want not want to move in. And she moved in, so that's the way it goes. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. Oh, it is so good to catch up with you. I'm taking a lot of your time, so let's talk about the reason we're here. I feel like I've been yeah. uh, promoting this and getting excited about this tour for a while. The time yeah. has finally arrived, dude. Yeah, people are pumped, man. We're pumped. I've been on the promo train the last few days, hanging with Tebe and Madeline. It's going to be a great tour, man. We uh, we had full production rehearsals last week. We're going to do a bunch from the new record, but also you know balance that with the hits that everybody knows and get everyone singing along. And as usual, it's a good high energy show. And uh, yeah, man, I can't like you know between the two, you guys are promoting right the twelfth in uh, Kitchener and the ninth in Guelph. Two very different venues, but both are going to be great. Like whether you like a theater, like or whether you like a sweaty rock club. Um, it's going to be a great night. So I, I definitely recommend getting some tickets if you haven't already. And for the people showing up, let's just confirm something you and I talked about last time. Because people are going to start right. screaming for Stronger Beer by song number yes. two. Is it in the yes. set list? Uh, it lives in the encore. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just tell you. You're just throwing it out there. And I love London. Yeah. Stronger Beer, you know, that's, it's, it's one of those songs where <clears throat> if we played it too early, I think everyone would leave. come on (laughs) no I just remember I was listening back to some of our old chats last night to get ready for today and there was one point where it was like people yelling at you about stronger beer by the second song it's like dude it's coming don't worry it's on the way yeah yeah, we could never not do it, and I would never do that. I because we, we talk about that all the time. Because guys like Van Morrison, right? Yeah. For thirty years, he didn't play Brown Eyed Girl. Absolutely. And I just think, kind of a jerky move to be, you know. Uh, and I, I know he's a little bit uh, left to center, but um, I would never do that to fans. Like we're we're always going to play the the big songs. The the problem with being four albums in now is that uh, to try to work out a set list where you're covering all those things and still you know, getting the songs that you want to play. And that, that's what was the most difficult part is go through and go, okay, what's, what are we not going to do this time around? Because usually, you know, I'd save at least one song uh, that, that we would put in the set list that's just for us, like just for the band. And it, for a long time, that it, it was like we would put in like My Baby from 501, right? Nice. Pretty heavy, like bluesy. Uh, but this time around, we just didn't have enough room like, uh, because we, there's too many, too many hits, too many hits to play.
Nothing wrong with that's not a bad problem to have, man. Yeah, that's why you were laughing. Like, oh my god, here we are trying to figure out. Like, are we going to do Young Alive and in Love, or are we going to do So Do I, or maybe we put those on the back burner and, and pull them out. And that's the interesting part is now we we have a spot in the set where we can rotate in a song, you know, and keep it a little bit uh, different night after night. You know, you are officially of the hit making caliber that you could start yeah. doing medleys and stuff in your song in Isn't your that sets, wild? right? That's amazing, yeah, dude! Congratulations. Thank you. And I think that that's coming because like, we've never done that, the medley thing. But at some point, we're going to have to bust that out. So it's, uh, that, that'll be an interesting uh, day when we get to do all that stuff. There are at least 11 more minutes of unheard Tim Hicks that can be found right now at country104.com. Click on Weaver under the show section on the website. You can also go to Omni if you've got that on your phone. Dal Smith and his 2000-era band, Default, are back together. And this week, they're coming to London's Budweiser Gardens. That's on the 7th. They open for Seether and Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, fun fact, all right? I looked this up. In 2001, when Default, Dal Smith's old band, had their first big single, Wasting My Time. You know what was popular? Let's take a look. Train. Drops of Jupiter was a big tune on the radio. Sex in the City was on top for television. And for movies, get this, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and Shrek. Like, not Shrek 2, Shrek 3, Shrek Christmas, or any other Shrek they've put together. Original Shrek. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, Default, again, is going to be putting on a hell of a show. They've reworked some audio, too, and you can download six reworked tracks from Default wherever you listen to music. Country 104 really started uh, getting some requests over the last couple weeks for the new Sons of Daughter song, Ain't Gonna Be Lonely Long. Uh, So we're spinning the heck out of it, because what you want, that's what we do. I want to go back a couple weeks to when the band came to visit, and we had a great chat. So in Nashville, like our a lot of our days look like this. Like a little, you book a write for eleven o'clock. We showed up and uh, we were writing with our friends um, Travis and Gavin that day. So we got in a room and we just I think it took about three hours to write that that, that song. And Sounds like you're on a roll. Yeah, usually it's like you kind of get a four hour window, and it's kind of weird in Nashville. Like you're expected to finish a song, and usually we do. Not that that's the only way to do it, but. This day was like, yeah, we came in around three hours, wrote the tune, and then it sat there. We, we kept playing it live, and it would go over well, but it sat there and sat there and sat there for a while. And uh, then we were going through like literally hundreds of songs, what should we record? And it made it right up to the top of the list again, so we decided to do that. And go with that one, eh? Just, yeah, mm-hmm. we just produced it, and it's exciting to, to hear and see what people think of it. Uh, two things. One, I've never been to Nashville, but... I've heard the stories and I find these writing parties that are like, like it's a nine to five job that everybody's got. Mm-hmm. I find them uh, for lack of a better word, weird. Like how mm-hmm. do you write music in an industrial kind of like a, like a, like a assembly line kind of situation? It's almost like speed dating. Yeah. You know? it kinda it's like, it's kind of like blind dates too. Like it's, you show up sometimes, sometimes you know the person you've written with them a ton. And the reason you keep writing with them is because you have this natural chemistry. And every time you sit with each other, you're just like, ah, oh, I love that. Love that. And you, you go and you write a song and sometimes you've never met them before. So you kind of like sit down, kind of like what we're doing now. It's kind of like sit down, you talk, you get to know each other. And then sometimes within that hour conversation or so you get a song idea comes to your mind or you already have something that you're going to bring to the table. And it's, it's just that it's like, these people and now kind of including ourselves we've been doing it for four years you just kind of know the way it works you just like you sit down and it's creative writing and you just write a song it's just the the way it works there i find it so interesting yeah it's it's, it's possible to be done yeah it's pretty crazy and some people can like love doing it like jim can write 
seven songs a week, you know, do it seven days a week. Sometimes he'll book doubles. And like I did at the very beginning as well, but I need a bit more space between rights. I'm yeah. like, I'm good with like the the three to four a day I think or a, a week kind it, of thing. That's a day. That's a lot. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, I agree. Like I think Nashville's like, um, there, it's got like a kind of a system in place and it's not the only way to write a song, right? Like you can write a song, take a year to write one or write it in 30 minutes, but they've got this like, the corridor thing that you're talking about, like the assembly line, yeah. I think the only redeeming thing about it down there is that they're at these, you, they're kind of endearing houses on Music Row that you'll uh, write in. Okay. So they're kind of like these old school houses that feel like you're in somebody's living room, mm-hmm. which gives a bit better of a vibe. Smart. So it's, yeah. Like sneak in the, the relaxed vibe to get exactly. you more. Because like, to me, writing is two in the morning after six beers. That's right. the, that's what music has always <laughs> right. been for me, right? Yeah. So Nothing wrong with that. that you wake up at 9 a.m. and you got to go write something. That's right. right. That's what yeah. night rights are for. Okay. The night Those rights, exist still? The, yeah, the okay, night good. rights, like the five o'clock, six o'clock start. You have like beers bring a bottle of wine and see what happens so writing is a very collaborative process but production can either be heavy on one side the other or collaborative you guys are working with brad hill mm-hmm. who has worked with brothers osborne and uh, maren morris describe mm-hmm. uh, the relationship with brad right now is he is he kind of taking the reins do right. you lead him well jim uh jimmy and brad co-produced those three songs oh, together fantastic. and just as a spectator like from what i saw is they just had from from the very start had a very similar vision um, like the producer kind of acts as like the, the the extra band member in a way because they can, if they want, they can really take it like in a whole other direction or add their flavor, which we couldn't have done on our own. Mm. Uh, but Brad and Jim just had like a very similar vision and like worked so well together. It seemed like very effortless. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was a lot of scenarios where we were finishing each other's sentences in terms of like, hey, man, I think we should do, and oh, you want like this? Yeah, that's like that's that. That's it, yeah. And same, yeah, like I think we all work really well together. There's a good energy in the room. This I never once looked at Crystal and she was like, no, that's not it. Like we were all always, I find like musically we always arrive at, mm-hmm. especially with Crystal and I, because we, I mean, our, our agreements have to go outside of the studio as well, right? They're in you know, agreeing on where we're going to go, where we're going to eat, how we're going to get to somewhere, what car we're going to rent. Uh, we usually, for the most part, agree on a lot of stuff naturally. Mm-hmm. You're lucky. We mm-hmm. do. We do have worse than yeah, that. Yeah, we do have our battles, but it's mm-hmm. uh, musically we've always kind of figured it out, and it's it's mm-hmm. come and that's the key point, right? You've got the that's the main meat and potatoes, and you just got to figure out the other stuff. It's like raising children, works. you guys have to have you have to be on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Now I like that you guys are on the same page, and I like that you at least to me. Uh, are seemingly open to this uh, suggestion that people are offering to improve the music, uh, whether you would agree or not. Like I was watching uh, this six-minute kind of introductory video for the launch when you guys were on it, and one of the judges had said something about uh, too much chorus or something. That did you, Do you remember that part? The judge kind of said something along the lines of too much harmony or something like that. Yeah, right. too, too much harmony, harmony all the time. I remember right. that. And I thought at the time, I was like, well, that seemed rude to say. And right. they've been working on this the whole time, and they show up to these judges, but you guys immediately went... Oh, course correction and thank you for the right. It just seems that you're uh, open to yeah. I remember, I remember in that show, Dan Huff, the producer, um, who's like one of my heroes. Like he was saying, he complimented us and was like, "Yeah, that's one of the biggest things about you guys is you're so malleable. Mm-hmm. We're able able to move." Like Crystal and I come from such different 
places musically. I mean, we've been, Crystal was in a band called Jackalope, which was like an industrial pop band. That's fun. Yeah, back Mm -hmm. in the day. (laughs) And like, I've done lots of different stuff from pop to like, I was in a heavy metal band, my last band. And like, so we bring a lot of influences into us, into country. And I think you have to be flexible and and malleable to be able to like fit it all within. I think you have to be that just in country music nowadays because we're all wearing so many hats. Country music has changed so much that to me, sometimes it's almost like 90s rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense oh, when I say oh, that? Oh, dude, I it's think everything. you're so on point with that. Yeah. The mm-hmm. 90s rock thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, man, like I've been hearing that so much in, in music lately. Like the 90s thing. It was like, for a while, it was like that 80s sort of sound with like the arpeggiated bass lines. Yeah. And, yeah. You know what I mean? But now I feel like a lot of songs that are coming out are kind of like throwbacks to the 90s. So when you said that, I just totally connected. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels that way. And I love that the country music stars of today have all these different influences. You, electro pop, you, uh, the heavy metal side. Mm-hmm. Me, I come from a hip hop background. Yeah, like, totally. And, th- and that's what country music it kind of is nowadays. The hard part to me is that we all have to play under the same umbrella. Right. Yeah. You ever notice that? Like out in Vancouver, you got a couple rock stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mm-hmm. only got one country station though. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. And we all got to play and we all got to fit together. And yep. somehow Stapleton has to go with Florida Georgia Line right. when they're completely different. But right. what a nod to our genre, right? Oh, like yeah. in country, yeah. we're so accepting of all different styles. And I just think that's an amazing, I feel really lucky to be in country at this time. All right. Let's talk about Morgan Evans. He is the opener alongside our own DJ Silver. For Chris Young and Dan and Shay on that current world tour. Uh, this past Thursday, that tour hit Budweiser Gardens. And before the show, Morgan came to chat with us. Uh, joining me now in studio, Morgan Evans. Uh, learn more at www.morganevansmusic.com. Also, Morgan Evans Music on Instagram. The first single that you might know, top 20 here in Canada, number one of the states is Kiss Somebody. And the current single is Day Drunk. And according to Twitter, you were only coming into town... Like a couple hours ago, you were on a flight from the States, right? This is the truth, yeah. I've, I've actually, it was probably even less than two hours I landed. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And you just come right here, right off the bat, eh? Put a jacket on and I'm here. So yeah. this is your first trip to Canada too. So in the time that you've been in Canada, what have you seen? Well, I, this is not my first time in Canada. Okay. It's my first time playing in Canada ah, or gotcha. doing music. Big uh, difference, big yeah. difference. Okay, um, so. But I'm super excited to play. Um, I've heard a lot about Canadian country music fans and, um, and I'm stoked to do that. But uh, since I've been here, all I've seen is kind of rain yeah <laughs> and some uh but i've seen a lot of the the trees that are changing color it's a beautiful time of year to be uh in this part of the world you came to london ontario but it looks like london england outside today right hey that's exactly <laughs> good point <laughs> <laughs> so you're from uh australia specifically newcastle area right yep, yep. where's that i had a buddy angus uh from australia he was more byron bay the touristy area right Where, where's newcastle to byron bay uh it's south of there. It's okay. easier like to compare to Sydney. It's two hours north of okay. Sydney. Okay. So uh, if you fly in there and drive two hours north. It's not somewhere that I would put on a tourist itinerary, but it was a great place to live and a great place to grow up. New South Wales area, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, how long is the flight from there to here? It's like 13 hours or something, eh? Oh, to here? I don't know, man. It's like 17 from Dallas. Wow. So then you got to get back up here from there. So. See, I couldn't do that. And I'm surprised <laughs> that you would ever want to do that. Like, you've got home in Australia. You've got home in the States in Nashville with Kelsey. Yeah. But that's a big, like... Like, it's not just like you can't be like, oh, you know, I got two days off. I'm going home. Like, no, you nah, can't do that. No, nah, it's not like that. <laughs> it did That did make it hard to kind of move at first, you know, because yeah. you... You're lonely on the other side of the world, and you can't like you know do a quick back you know back home to see your mates. But um, Nashville's definitely home now. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, I've been back to Australia a couple of times already this year, and 
yeah, it, it knocks you around. But again, it's it's worth it when you get to go there as well. And what was it on uh, Instagram and Twitter today? You can take the Aussie out of Australia, but you can also put him in a kangaroo onesie. That was a great costume. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yeah, bro. you can tell that I had a lot to do with that costume. <laughs> um, it, 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 I felt that it had Kelsey written all over yeah, it. Exactly. That's true love getting in one of those things. Um, how, but, how is true love going? Uh, it was December, right? December the 2nd. December 2nd, yeah. So you're coming up on the first year anniversary. Yep. It's been almost a year of married life, and it's awesome, dude. Couldn't, it, couldn't be it better. It seems like it's awesome. Like, uh, you know, all the posts you put up online, they're all lovey-dovey, and it's you two being cute together and, you know, yeah. stealing time together is what it seems to be. Like, you're, you're together, but you're apart a lot. Yeah, it's um that that's the tough part. I feel like every every married couple has their challenges, you know, and and just for us, it's like making sure that we make time to see each other. So, um, especially this year, and especially the month of October, like it was crazy, you know. Uh, I put the album out, and she had a, a single come out, and she's doing a bunch of stuff in LA. So it was just about all right. Do we see each other one day that week and two days the following week? And as I was just saying to you, as we were walking in, I just we just had three days off together, and it was just we both feel like new people, you know, and um, like oh, super appreciative for what we get to do in our lives, but also, you know, wanting to make it a priority to see each other as well. Yeah, I wondered if that was why you guys work together. There's a song on the record, uh, "Dance with Me," where you actually you work with Kelsey on it. Is that yeah. why? Like just so you could build like some studio time together and actually hang out. Was that why <laughs> no, you did it? No, not really. That because I mean, when when I was recording the album, I, w- I didn't have music out, so I wasn't as busy. I mean, I was busy, but I was in town uh, in Nashville in studio or, or writing songs or something like that. Where you know you'd be in the same bed every night. Yeah. And um, man, "Dance with Me" is just a special song. I, that was the first one I wrote for her, and um, she asked me to sing on her album unapologetically, and uh, so. As I was going into the studio to, to sing some backing vocals on a song, I was like, hang on a second. If I sing on one of your songs, <laughs> you should probably <laughs> sing on one of mine. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, she, she obviously loved that song. And um, man, one night, we didn't tell anyone. One night, we just went into the studio and it was just my producer, Chris, and I and, and Kelsey. No pressure in case it didn't work, you know. And, um, That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Way to do it, yeah. And, and she just sang. She's, the second she started singing on that first chorus, it was like, the goosebumps kind of moment and um we knew it was going to be really special and i'm i'm stoked to have it on the album like that there you go just a little bit of our conversation with morgan evans this past week you can find a lot more at country104.com from the guy married to kelsey ballerina the country 104 weekly roundup brothers osborne have three shows this week in our region they were playing toronto rebel on the first that was thursday uh, they play elements kitchener friday and they play london music hall saturday now i don't know what day you're listening to the show uh but if it's the day of one of the shows you're going to i'm telling you you're gonna have a blast because this band is just amazing Amazing. Uh, a couple weeks back, we talked to JT, uh, the lead singer of the band, and uh, here's just a little bit of what we were talking about uh, for his upcoming visit to Canada. Which is something we really look forward to for so long. It's been a, it's been a while. We've done a couple dates up there, a couple one-offs, as, as they call them, but we haven't done a proper tour through Canada in, in quite some time, so we're, we're genuinely very excited to get up there and see the fans. Some of the best fans in the world are up there, and... Uh, it's going to be a good time. Although I keep hearing from everyone that uh, to bring to prepare for the cold because apparently the the winter is coming or it has, or it has came up there. Yeah, depending on where you are, like out west, like I'm I'm kind of central Canada. Out west, they're already buried in the snow, but here we're sitting at like 19 Celsius. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit, but 
It's not cold, uh, but it's I not warm either. <laughs> I don't either. I'm down here in a t-shirt. I'm in Nashville right now, and I'm like, things. Are, I'm like, oh lord, here we go. Yeah, no, it's you, inevitable. It's coming. Bring a jacket. Yeah. So, Rebel Toronto, November first. London Music Hall, November third. Uh, the venue sizes are growing since your last time in Canada. How have you grown in a, as a frontman? How have you guys grown as performers in general? What are, What are fans looking forward to see? Yeah, I think uh, you know. For me, I think it's just really become confident in our fans and who they are and who we are. And uh, and just having fun, you know. I you know I I grow a lot just like you, we were talking earlier about whether it's East Coast, West Coast, uh, and just kind of learning what different people want and not expecting the same thing out of every crowd. Um, uh, and and you know, I, and I, I've realized too that the the more I can connect with the audience, the more they can connect with me, and it just goes back and forth. And the more we feel like we're on the same page, the the the, the more fun it always is. And uh, you know, and just I walk out there every night. Um, with com- with com- complete humility and uh, and it's it's just amazing that we get to do what we do again. If you're going to see Brothers Osborne this week, awesome because they are just phenomenal. All right, this past week on the show, we had a lot of fun at the expense of some telephone scammers. Maybe you've heard the auto call before or at least gotten the message, right? Uh, They call you. They say, we're from Revenue Canada, and if you don't call us back in 20 minutes, you will be charged and we'll send the police to get you. It's a scam, but surprisingly, it gets a lot of Canadians every year, and that's the reason the scam continues, because it's actually working. And it's my job now to tell you, scam, don't believe it. Uh, which is why we tried to prove that this week on the show. Uh, so I actually got a call from one of these scammers on my personal cell phone. Stupid scammers don't block their number, right? So we put the number on the Country 104 Facebook page, and everybody started calling it, including me. Now, I messed up with them for two straight days, and then all of a sudden, everybody starts emailing me. They're like, Weaver, <laughs> did you see that? The Indian authorities raided some of these call centers and arrested a bunch of people. I was like, yes, that's great news. So then I called our scammers, the number that we had been calling to see if maybe they had been arrested. Uh, Turns out people were still there to answer the phone. Here's one call. Uh, After Elise suggested, I start using uh, Simpsons, Bart Simpson, Mo Crank call name. So here's what happened there. Hi, I got a message that said I was going to be charged, so I needed to call this number. Can I have your name so that I can pull up your file and see who called you? Yeah, it's Jacques Strap. Yes. S-T-R-A-P. Is who? Jacques Strap. You guys said I was going to be arrested. Can you square your last name for me? S-T-R-A-P. And as always, they hang up on me, right? That's what they do. They hang up on me. Uh, but here's another call <laughs> that I used another Simpsons, Bart Simpson, Mo Crank call name. Here's another one. Canada Revenue Agency, how can I help you? Hi, I got a message from Revenue Canada that I needed to call this phone number. Can you help me with your first and last name so I can sign pull up your phone and see who called you up? Yeah, my name is Isaac Peter Freely. IP Freely. I beg your pardon? I said Isaac Peter Freely, IP Freely. It's Isaac Freely, you see? Isaac Peter Freely, IP Freely. Hey, did you get arrested yet? Did you get arrested? Is your call center getting raided today too?
And he didn't seem to like that very much either. Uh, so as of as of right now, uh, this call center is still in operation, but uh, we're doing our best to let you know it is a scam. Anyway, just hope you're enjoying that. Uh, let's play some music. Talk, talk, talk. More music, Weaver. Uh, Kane Brown, new record like a week away. It's Lose It, and uh, you get this if you pre-order the record. Up now on your Country Top 30 Countdown. All right, I think it was a good show, but I also know the recording process, and I'm going to assume that Mr. Eric found us some bloopers today. Fire away, bud. In Toronto, and we... There's Tim Hicks with Lindsay L. with the worst kind. They are in at number 24, and that's not the first... Jay DeMarcus of Rascal Flats also shared his favorite memory. Did I say favorite? <laughs> Dallas Smith and his 2000s band... 2000s? 2000s. There's 2000. 2000 era band. All right. This past week, we had the fun. It's a huge story. I want to make Eric proud. And I can't get through the first sentence. This past week on the show, we had a lot of fun at the... (laughs) Yep. Bloopers aren't... (laughs) Those aren't good bloopers. Ah, I wouldn't be Matt Weaver without uh, some serious screw-ups. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Find all things country at country104.com.